When the still sea conspires in armor and the horse breathes its last breath in mute nostril agony, there is still the final day of the 2018 Forest Wood Cup. This is Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm your host, Pat Remwick, and we are here live and breathing right now from the uh, Hot Springs Convention Center in Arkansas. And uh, we're, we're pretty stoked right now uh, to have our buddy uh, coming to us today here live, sitting next to me, smelling like a rose, this guy right here. That was a hell of an intro. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen from uh, BTL, the Bass Zone, and just bass fishing extraordinaire, say hello to Cousin Matt right here. <laughs> Matt Pangrak. Yeah. We got the sound effects and everything. We do. This, yeah, is, a, this is a big time show. We don't mess around. See that? I like it. It's right there. Andy, give him a, um, a, a, a got the answer wrong sound. Give him one of those. See what I'm saying? You I only gosh. get that from the highest end. Yes. I got you. That guy over there, uh, he's a drummer, and his name is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. What yes. up? That's the popcorn. Day three. So is your name Pam or Pan? Pan. Pan. Pam? Are you saying Pan? I'm pan. I answered pa- anything. Pan, pan. Pan. I think pan. I can clear this whole. Everyone thing. just I, calls me Pan. I, I can clear this whole Matt Matt uh, Pangrak thing up right now. Go for it. I'm just gonna call you Matt. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's Matt. What I'm happy with. It's Matt. Yeah. How you doing, Matt? I'm good. This is uh, a lot of twists and turns to this derby. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, man. yeah. I, I see it. It, it. it is a weaver. It's like whoever catches one has a shot at winning. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whoever catches the biggest fish might yeah, win. I know. It's, it's <laughs> crazy. Uh, when you're boxing 1.25. I know. And when Chris Jones is having you just glory hold up, <laughs> pounding three-quarter fish. <laughs> Show me your two best. Nah. Yeah. It's, nah, never it's mind. Crazy. And then out yeah. of nowhere comes, uh, I mean, they said. Anybody in the top ten has a shot to win. Yeah, so. and that's crazy. They, it is a test of the best. I mean, for real. That, and I, I guess this um, for a bass fishing um, uh, junkie, let's call it. This is kind of a an ideal derby. Now, for the for uh, just you know, as far as seeing a slug fest or just huge weights and weigh-in purpose, that's it's not not necessarily the deal. No, I mean, but. look, you've got you've got uh, deep grass, you've got shallow grass. You've got shallow cover. Uh, you have bait. You got guys chasing fish on bait that are up shallow. You got mm-hmm. guys that are dragging stuff in brush piles. You got guys that are fishing ledges. It's a variety play. You got guys who are fishing docks. Yeah, I mean, there's there's seven right off the top of, it, off the top of the head. It's like ordering the number nine admirable platter at Long John Silver's. The admirable platter? Yes, the admirable admiral. <laughs> it's the admirable admiral. I'll have the contemplation you, breakfast. You just please. sit yes. there and look at it and look at it for about five minutes before you. No, it comes with everything. It. You're exactly right. So it's like it comes with hush puppies. It comes with shrimp. It comes with clams. It comes with uh, the fish fillets, and you can even get um, a side of green beans if you want. This I'm, is the ad- admirable <laughs> admiral. You just platter. admire it for about five minutes. Yeah, and then you eat that it, is an and then you're platter. like, "Hey, my food's yeah. cold," and then. And they give you a new one, and you do it all over again. But that's exactly what's going on in this derby. It, it is a variety platter. It's it's a taste of everything. And then you look at James Niggemeyer, and he's like the old man in the top ten, too. Yeah. Which is crazy. He was talking about that behind, behind stage. You know, after he went in the media room, he's like, oh, these guys are like 20, but he's 25 a years old. Yeah, for, for the... <laughs> 
for the cup. So yeah. what they say? There are like 22 cup rookies. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. That's half the field almost. That's nuts. A lot of fellas in their 20s. Yep. Who's who? If you had to just pick um, a winner out of uh, you know, not necessarily who's, who, who's got it coming or whatever you might say or who is due. Who, who's your pick just out of a favorite guy? Not an odds deal, but just who's your favorite? Before the tournament started? No, right now, out of the top ten. Well, of course I'm going to go with Clyde Davis. The guy's got a five-pounder and two two-and-a-half-pounders yeah. no, no, in his no, box. No, so that was, was originally no, wanted to win? Uh, no, no. I thought I thought going into uh, today that uh, Niggemeyer probably was going to win. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the guy – you know he's super calm, super cool. Uh, he's been in a lot of situations. He's seen everything, um, and he's due. And yeah. he's a, he's he's easy to root for too. He is. Yeah. He's he, probably one of the nicest, guy. most genuine. Let me tell you a, a James Nigemeyer story real quick. Please do. Uh, and I and I might have told you guys this the other night, but uh, he was uh, he was out on Kentucky Lake practicing, and I was doing a uh, uh, duck it on tour deal, and I was out with Tim Horton. Tim Horton hooks up, and they're about 100 yards away, the only two boats on a ledge. And Tim goes, oh, man, I got a big one on this plug. He goes, I don't want, I don't want James to see it. So he sits down, and he starts hand-lining it in, pulls the rod box open and starts hand-lining it in. It's super, super sneaky trick. <laughs> and it gets about halfway back to the boat, and the thing starts jumping. Well, Niggemeyer's looking at it going, oh, wait, what the heck's going on here? Because here's Tim sitting at the bottom of his boat, hand-lighting a fish in, and there's this five-pounder jumping with a plug <laughs> so in his mouth. throwing at it? No, so he, like, is sitting there looking at it, and he comes over, and, and Timmy goes, oh, he caught me. And he stands up and just winds it in, <laughs> puts it in the boat, holds it up and everything. And uh, Nickemeyer comes over, comes over, trolls over. He goes, hey, Tim, I just wanted to let you know. I saw you catch that fish. Great job. Good fish. Man, I was getting ready to leave. And uh, I hadn't caught anything here, so you won't have to worry about seeing me on this spot during the tournament. Wow. And then cranks up and leaves. Wow. I mean, that's super. That, that never that's, happens. That, yes. That is an, um, an admirable, admirable <laughs> that trait. Is, that yes. is an admirable trait. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely it is. If I were going to pick, I like John Cox, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think he, and you talk about cool and collected. That guy yeah. keeps it together. So I think if he could get onto something too, the the pressure doesn't get to him. You don't think there's some weird voodoo thing that there's Cox? never been? There's never been a, a, oh. a two time cup winner. I think it's a voodoo medicine woman named Phyllis that has put a, um, a curse on these uh, on these anglers here. So there's never a two time. There I mean, is kind of weird. Isn't I think it? somebody needs to do it today. I think I said on BTL that I thought it. I think it happens this year. Yeah, but I yeah. thought it would be Scott Martin. It's not. Yeah. He's, He's filming stuff with I mean, Brandon today. You got Atkins in there? I, I would assume so. <laughs> yeah, Atkins, Atkins is in there is and, in there. and John Cox, Cox so there's two two chances for it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, again, like you said when we started, dude, it's anybody's game today. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, you come up with a couple fives, boom. That's yeah. like that's more than most bags that are going right. on the whole derby. Uh, you know, a couple five-pounders in well, one bag. Yeah. Could Whoever you imagine? two big ones. Today. Yeah, two big ones. What we'll if somebody just win. comes in today, Matt, and they got like a 25-pound bag? It's just like totally get into <laughs> some some secret uh, brush pile. and just We call that an Edwin bag. <laughs> it's an Edwin yeah. bag. After what he did at Grand a couple <laughs> exactly. years ago. <laughs> exactly. Came in with an Eddie bag. Exactly an Edwin bag. Hey, I want to I ask you, when, whenever we have a guest on Straightcast for the first time, um, not only for our knowledge, but for the for the viewers' knowledge, we like to get a little history, an origin of, in their own words. Can, right. can you give us a little? You know, I know you've been at this yeah. a long time, how far, dude. How far do I, you want me to go back? Um, go to the womb. So to take us womb? from the womb till yeah. present. 
Okay, so Tell, what was the feeling you had in the womb? Do I you got remember? Into, I got into this. This is a weird story. I was 12 years old, and I went to the fishing expo in Decatur, Illinois. Yeah. And I did the casting kids contest. Yeah. Awesome. And I got, I ended up getting like third in the state that, or third in the state that year. So awesome. the next year, I was like, I want to win this thing because I, I had heard of the Bassmaster Classic, so I won it the next year. And ever since I was 13, I got to like go to the classic, the Denny Brower one, nice. and I got like a big oh, giant uh, cartoon check that for five thousand dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And a check that says five thousand. Yeah, it says it. And Hank Parker gave it to me on the final day of the classic. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's just for hitting a bullseye target, the sure. classic kids deal. But I ever remember since it. then, I wow. have wanted to be in the fishing industry. That gave you the bug. Yeah, but then I also played hockey. So then when I had a chance to come to Oklahoma and just play club hockey. I was like, yeah, there's good fishing down there. Nice. And then mm-hmm. uh, Mark Mark Jeffries from the Basso needed an intern. I was a communications major, and it just rolled from there. I was willing to work for, like, nothing. And and you literally, <laughs> <laughs> unlike Eric the intern on yeah, Ike Live, exactly. he, he makes, like, he makes like nine figures yeah, exactly. at, at that show. Right so, there. I mean, that's, a, that's the... That's the abbreviated version. But, dude, seriously, think about it, man. You've been able to experience some pretty cool things. So going from that 12-year-old kid to, oh, to yeah. where you have got to travel, the adventures that you have been on with Mark, the anglers that you have admired your entire life, you, you kind of grew up with them. Yeah, I mean, it's the only only job. job. I slid lumbering high school okay. at Menards. <laughs> but other nice. than that, it's the only paying, Did you ever tell people, get it yourself? The only paying job that I've ever had. So. Wait a minute. So were you even, were you fishing as a kid? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was, I fished. You didn't just end up every at an day. No, I was like, uh, okay. I was like the youngest person I've ever known to have a cell phone because my parents would, get, <laughs> I had a flip phone and they would yeah. just drop me off at the lake and I would call them when they would, you know, my dad would go to work all day, my yeah. mom would do stuff and then I just, in the summer and they'd just come get me at the end of the I day. I don't think I was the same way. I had a pager when I was 11. Did you really? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> parents wanted to keep track of me. <laughs> that's what my mom would call every once in a while, and as long as I was good to go, I mean, I'd stay out there 18 hours a day. So actually, yeah. you are the prodigy, not Brandon Palinick. That's true. No, po- well, Palinick's not the prodigy anyway. Like, if you look up the definition of a prodigy, the guy's won multiple Elite Series events and Angler of the Year. He is no longer a prodigy. He, not yeah. anymore. Yeah. He's yeah. not. He's, <laughs> I mean, right. He has come to fruition. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've said. That's, yes. The fruition should be his yes, name. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's a seasoned veteran now. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. New so, nickname. I mean, it's you. It does seem like maybe from an outsider's perspective that you that you have a pretty glamorous job, especially a fishing fan. They might look and be like, "Wow, Matt's no. got an amazing." But dude, it, it's it is a bump and grind. A lot of it. Yeah, you, know? you travel around, and I mean, fortunately, there's a lot of good people in the bass fishing industry. Absolutely. Uh, you know have access to them they're willing to work with you they want to you know interested in your life just like you are in there so there's a lot of good stuff that you know a lot of good people a lot of good things to do so it's a it's a fun job you get to like hang out with see the so the cool thing is is like all the guys on the flw tour in the elite series like the majority of them grew up like their dream job was they wanted to be a professional bass fisherman sure right? right so how many people can say that they spend the majority of their time around people who are living their dreams and doing exactly what they've wanted to do since they were a kid. It's there's, inspiring. There's right. not many people who can say that. I mean, you're sitting there looking at them, and that's what they've wanted to do since they were six. Yeah. And now you're hanging out with those people. I mean, that's a it's a cool job to be around those people who are are living their dreams. It, it really is, and it and it rubs off and shows. 
Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're around these people, you get to you know as you do on on the Bass Talk Live, you and Mark, or as we do on this Trey Cash show, it um, it, it's a pretty cool feeling that you get from these individuals mm-hmm. that sometimes and and I like to bring it to their attention a lot too that look dude you are living your dream and that's a huge deal now how many people could say that how many people have dreams but yet they they end up uh being um, a, a carryout guy at the mm-hmm. at the grocery store yeah. nothing against that I, you know whatever but the you know that I'm saying it's like it, Look, you did this. Well, I see them when they're living their dreams. A lot of them end up being the carryout guy at the grocery that is, store. That is true. A couple years after they live their dreams. That, yeah, that is, yeah, that's happened. That is true, dude. No, no doubt. So you were. Uh, I'm, I'm going to switch gears here a little bit because I'm fascinated by this. But the, you guys did. You were with Mark the majority of the time when you guys did the the 20 foot deep with Bob Hamilton. Right. Did did, did you get creeped out, dude? No, no, I mean, not really. I got creeped out watching it. I really? loved it. I, dude, I think I, I, I yeah. watched it, I don't know, like eight times or something. Yeah, I think it's now. a wild. I just know that while we were uh, we we're talking about the, the 20 feet deep dancing with the devil, life of Bob yeah. story, the 1992 Bassmaster Classic champ, yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert Hamilton. That was all, you know, all a Jeffrey's deal. Like, I, I did most of the. Uh, but the you were Steve there. Kennedy. Well, yeah, I did and all the filming. We talked with Mark stuff, all about it. I just wanted no, to. No, I wasn't creeped out. I mean, we, lo- we would look at each other while I was filming a couple times and, like, be like, Okay, this is this is gonna work. Like this is legit. <laughs> like you know, he starts talking about uh, some of the stuff he believes he's seen. And, right, that's and, what I'm, dude. Yeah, we're like looking at each other, going, "Okay, we can work with this." And, and it's genuine too. I mean, you could tell the guy was gen. I mean, genuinely was telling his story. There was no. It seemed fluff. that way, and that's what creeped me out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was yeah. it was uh, yeah <laughs> creepy, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it was good creepy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it was an amazing documentary. No, we got done, and and uh, we were we were driving back to the hotel where we were staying, and I was like, man, who do you think he saw outside of the outside of the classic arena there? Like, who do you think that was? After he had, you know, seen the same guy twice. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no eyes. Black yeah, eyes. Black eyes. That's crazy. But no, I was, it was so Jimmy it was, Houston with his glasses on the whole time. <laughs> yeah, very, very well, could have been, but it was really cool of him to uh, to do that and spend all that time with us. A- absolutely, and just the fact that you guys tracked him down. If you haven't seen it, um, it's on thebasszone.com. Check it out. Uh, it's real easy to find. Probably one of the best documentaries on bass fishing that I have ever seen in my life. The entire twenty foot deep series is amazing, but that one really stuck out to me i don't know if it was the anticipation for me personally Mm -hmm. um and and the fact that once i watched it it creeped me out and And he's still optimistic i kind of like that fact too that after everything that's gone down he did and and i would think that i i could i could see a correlation between um the programs that he's involved in to better himself Mm -hmm. you know you could tell that that had given him some inspiration it seemed you know what I'm saying? So he had to have something to grasp onto because yep. he was so far down. And, yeah. and it's great that Bob was able to do that. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see him do something more again. You know, I know he he's selling. He wants y- to win the Classic again. Yeah, he's selling yachts. That's the word on the street. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Maybe he is the dark horse of this Forcewood Cup right now. Bob Hamilton. He's going to show up in a yacht, sitting on brush piles. He's got a he's got the new Minn Kota, but he's got a ninety four inch shaft on it on his yacht. He comes out just wrecking him. He has a secret brush pile that the guy with black eyes showed him. Yeah, and he just comes out here and wins and weighs in anyway. There you go. That would be amazing. 
pulls the yacht in the, in the thing. We would have part two. But hold on. Wait. It's Bob Hamilton pulling into the arena. What would you do, Matt? Oh, we would film part two. That's what we would do. <laughs> the saga continues. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's right there, man. How often do you get to fish, Matt? How, uh, I know you're always busy doing... Um, Man, I try to get out two, three times a week. I mean, I haven't haven't been lately. I mean, the heat of the summer, there's not a lot. So I recently just moved up to uh, the Tulsa area, and there's uh, a jackpot or a tournament you can fish six days a week. Really? On different lakes. I mean, we've wow. got uh, Fort Gibson, Ten Killer, Eufaula, the River, Hudson, uh, Grand, Dude. Fort Gibson. Yeah. I mean, all that's within. All uh, historical. Yeah, all uh, all within an hour. That's that's so. amazing, and uh, and again, Oklahoma seems to uh, breed amazing anglers. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you fish and you're from Oklahoma, you either get your ass handed to you, or you're like one of the top anglers. If you look at the the history sure. of wow. the anglers on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, on yeah. the Elite Series in FLW, it's oh, there's a lot. There's of a, them. It's amazing how many top anglers are that yeah. came out, and it's cool because I mean, obviously, I just fish the local stuff and the big team stuff. I mean, there's a number of 300 boat team tournament uh, trails in Oklahoma, but it's cool because all those guys, you know, like the Jason Christie's and, and Terry Butcher, Edwin Evers, Jeff Creets, all kind of came. Sure, Tommy's. Uh, yep. Tommy was a little bit before my my time there where they were but all those guys kind of came up through the same thing and everyone has their stories about yeah you know i pulled up on this stretch of willows and jason christie was flipping it too back in you know 2004 right 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 that so it's (laughs) it's you take a lot of pride in the guys who come from oklahoma and you know now zach burge obviously he's at blanchard yeah dude you know you look at the coast of championship what he's doing with mlf and He's I got mean, a chance today, too. Yeah, so and he's been in the hunt multiple times. Oklahoma breeds monsters of anglers. And Jeffries, and he can throw that <laughs> yes, monster yes, in there, Yes, absolutely. Too, so. <laughs> so who, in your opinion, Matt, is the biggest badass in professional bass fishing? I got to go with Jason Chris. 100%. Yeah. He's a badass. Yeah, dude. I would want him on the water and in a bar fight. He's got that long, lanky arm where he's going to reach out and get the guy before him and Brad Hallman. Yeah, yeah, I kind of remind each each other. Me and I uh, and and do you know who Jason's Christie? He was here yesterday, sitting next to us. Christie, we we had a great time with him. And do you know who his answer to that question was? Who's who it was? The biggest badass in professional bass fishing. Did he say himself? No. No. Who did he say? Greg Hackney. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. That's the only guy that intimidates him because because Christie is an intimidator. And, yeah, you know what I mean. Big he time. he doesn't. He knows it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows it. But it's like it's just there's something that that that, that some kind of aura that comes off of that dude. It's like you know what I'm saying. No, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Hackney is the only dude that intimidates him. There you go. That, so that makes Hackney the biggest badass. Then. I guess so. Sure. But yeah. I still think that Christie is, but definitely those two. I agree right there. Oh, those are the guys. Hackney. Yeah, those are the guys that you want uh, behind you in the bar fight. I don't know if they've fight. ever tangled. Have they ever? Have they ever been fishing the we, same the same stretch of water and had a? I don't. Not that I can remember. No, because not he, that was on he film, said at least. Christie said that they sometimes end up. They don't see each other in practice. But they'll yeah. end up in the same area, and, and Jason just kind of goes and does his thing. Then. Okay. Yeah, he said they both just kind of leave. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> no direct they eye contact. They both fish there, maybe neither if, of them are going to win. Maybe for you the know? next 20 foot deep, if we did like a, um, let's 
let's rent a, a arena and let's do a cage match be- between Hackney and Christie. Yeah, like a total old-fashioned WWE cage match. I, I go take, with Christie. I got Christie in that one yeah. too. Do you? Yeah. But what, what if Hackney pins him? Because he's. I don't uh, know. Christy. Hackney just spends a lot of time in the swamp. I don't know if he's. You know, Hackney it, might have a good ground to pound. Yeah, it, yeah. but Hackney can look. You, you but know, they're standing up. Hackney can look at people and turn them to stone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, he, the, he so there's the, the, gl- there's the yeah. glance. So you got to take that into consideration. <laughs> and the unconfirmed Sasquatch kills. Yeah. Seriously, nobody else yeah. has that in professional bass fishing but Greg Hackney, right? There you I go. mean, now, Christy does bite the head off of rattlesnakes, which is pretty impressive. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So, I mean. I could see him doing that. Yeah. So th- this, this hypothetical admirable situation right now could actually happen. No? I could. Yeah, it could. That's but I still got Christy. That, okay. Match. I, all right. I respect that. Okay. I, I do. I do respect that. hundred percent. So what's up? What's next for for Matt? Uh, we got the the uh, final Elite Series tournament up there in Waddington, New York. They like going up north. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite stops out of all of them. I mean, the people come out there. They have beer. Yeah. Uh, there's restaurants. <laughs> they got like beer there. Giant smallmouth. <laughs> I mean, listen, listen. The weather. It's cool. It's usually uh, very cool. So you, I mean, it's you're not s- right sweat like you're used to in Oklahoma. Yeah, your you mean it's shirt's not, not covered in sweat, so it's cool. In the morning. There's uh, there's good beer and there's giant smallmouth. <laughs> nice, and it's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, I mean, those are four the four things. So I like when they end up up north. So we'll go cover that and then uh, uh, see who makes the top fifty. Have you ever yeah. been to that Lake Chatug where the AOI Derby is? I did. Interesting. Interesting story. There is uh, I covered the uh, college. Uh, national championship there that Jake Whitaker. Okay. Um, and I think his his partner's name was like Andrew Helms. I could have been. I could be wrong okay. on that. <laughs> That'd be a little. Uh, but they won it, and he was throwing a frog on Chatug. Really? I, and I was uh, doing a website called the College Bass Zone that's not around anymore. Um, <clears throat> but the we Instagram were, page is still there. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like our. That's our that's Instagram. Story. We just changed it. And, not the brightest cranes in the box when it came to the social media names. But uh, uh, he was up there throwing a frog, and the, my boater was like, man, you see him? Like, he's going to be on the Elite Series in a couple years. He's a real good stick and all that. And this is on Chattooga. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, yeah, a couple years later, now he's leading the angler, uh, Rookie of the Year race, right. Jake Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's going to get to go back to Chattooga. That's not Ryan's cousin. No. No. Yeah. no. T-T-A-K-E-R. Okay. I'm A-C-R-E. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been there. It's really, really pretty lake, so. The uh, and, and I actually have some family that lives on on Chattooga, really? and, and uh, the fishing I hear is phenomenal. I yeah, they've not... got like every species that's ever swam in that lake. Yeah, based it's... on where it's located. I know that's a frogging thing. The the, the, the kids go out TV. there and they just whack them on the Ned rigs out of the pontoon boat. There you go. <laughs> Throw in the net. Mark Daniels Jr. Mark it down. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna win it. What are you doing next, fishing wise? Um. Oh, I'm going to fish the U.S. Open. That's right. Uh, as a triple A. Wow. Um, so the first time I've ever fished a tournament out of the back of the boat. And Where is that? I was, it's at Lake Mead. Oh. Out there in Vegas. So. That won't be any fun. The historic no. Lake yeah. Mead. I've always wanted to. That's obviously, if you listen to Rick Klun and what he has, what he says, that's like one of one of the the tournaments you have to experience. Sure. So. I mean, the rumor is there. You know the rumor of, of Rick Klun at the U.S. Open. The legend well, he, of Rick Klon. Isn't isn't that one of the tournaments where he visualized 
something ran way right, but there's way all up the river. Yeah, yeah, and fish, you know, ran off and caught, yep. had Saw visualized it off one caught. stump. But also, there are guys who have claimed that you know they've been practicing and it's 110 degrees on Lake Mead and they do it and they you know they they run for an hour and a half and they haven't seen a boat and they pull into a pocket and they get in the back of the pocket and there's Rick Clun just sitting naked contemplating <laughs> Indian style on the front of his bass boat yes. getting in touch and then the the other rumor is that you know his his wife has been with other people and <laughs> you know like a black bird flies over the lake and she's like Rick just caught one <laughs> that's real that's bad that, those fishing. are stories no, that no, I that's have, real those are legit you, stories wow. that are, I've heard yes that's true stuff so, and some and I then, hadn't heard the blackbird story but the other ones yeah. yes Yes, um, and then there's, and you know those giant birds in Arizona? What are those the called? The phoenixes. The phoenixes, yes. I've heard that Rick Clun rides a phoenix. That's also. Yes. <laughs> These are true. You look them up. Google them. Put them on the Google <coughs> machine. It's They're, all true. I've, I heard a media guy one time tell a story, and I'm not even going to say his name is, but he was riding with Rick on the uh, Ohio River Derby. Mm-hmm. And uh, the classic that he won, like the tough, one of the toughest classics ever besides Pittsburgh. And he said that uh, they're fishing, fishing. This is back when the media guys could even fish. Imagine that, the media guys fishing during the Bassmaster Classic, the having their own. Yeah. And he said that uh, he said it was just horrible, nothing, nothing. And uh, he said all of a sudden Rick, like, enters this zone, and there's, like, an aura about him. And it was like a it was like a uh, like an energy field. And he said in the back of the boat he could actually feel it happen. And Rick just turned to him, and he goes, it's happening. And he went dunk, 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 square bill off the, you know, off the stumps there and wins the classic. He, the guy said, he said he's just sitting there, he's just got goosebumps. He's like, he could physically feel something. Who's the writer? I ain't going to say that. Come on. Uh-uh. That's amazing. That, I, that's an amazing story. Yeah, that, I mean, I like that's, that. I mean, who knows if it's true or it's not. Happening. But that's what he said. He yeah. said it's happening, and he said you could feel, like, the energy around him. I believe it. I do too. I, I mean, 100%. I really do. I'm not. I'm not goofing around. I. I mean, there's something about Rick Clun. He, uh, when when he was on our our show last, Rick Clun, and I. This goes back to an old, um, an old Terry Brown interview from mm-hmm. Bass Fan Radio, where Rick Clun told Terry Brown that he knew how to win every tournament he fished, but it was not fair to the people that loved him, and Rick Clun confirmed that. Just a few short months ago on the Stray Cast show, yeah, and uh, he said he had to stop doing it. He had to stop. He just had to. Came to a point. So hey, there was. You, some- you know why that's so believable? All this stuff about him is Rick. Clint, do you think Rick Cun would do anything that wasn't worthwhile? He doesn't seem like the kind of yeah, guy that I, I, would waste his time with something that wasn't effective. There's some kind of with mystic all the meditation involved and stuff with like that. that guy. Yeah. Shaman, time. all kinds of stuff. He knows Jim Morrison. It's awesome. I'm yeah. a big believer in the, uh, in like the mental, like the transition, like kind of you can like transcontinental drift. No, that's not where I was going with that. Contemplation but, breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but in the, I mean, like your whatever kind of attitude you're in, like somehow translates somehow to 100%. the fish and what you're around oh, and yeah. your surroundings. I mean, you rarely sure. see like guys who are super negative. That like good magic stuff happens to them, and it's always the guys who are like, "Oh, crazy stuff happens." Just stumble into. How many times have you just had a negative guy in your boat, and you just have a terrible day? Yeah, catch him. No, I mean I've had a co angler like in the opens when I fished the opens for a year, like in the back of the boat. Go, 
this is what you're doing for the rest of the day? Oh. And when I say yeah, he goes, well, we're screwed. Get out of the boat. <laughs> yeah, and it's like 9 yeah. in the morning. Thanks. That is the worst. Thanks for the confidence. <laughs> he actually yeah. said it. I, and, and I subscribe to that theory. I've, I've pretty much eliminated. There's still some things I'm dealing with, but I've pretty much eliminated most negativity from my life, and my life is bettered for the tenfold. There you go. True story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's... Oh, absolutely, it, man. That energy's bad. Yeah. Energy is everything. Amber is the color of our energy. <laughs> That's a song lyric. Yes. I don't song. know. Yeah. But is you, it a... Uh, wait, who sings that? 311. Okay, yeah. yeah there Amber you go. is the color of our energy. See? I didn't Nailed recognize it. it without this super tight, high-pitched piccolo <laughs> snare drum that I hate <laughs> all of my being. Dude, we are at the Forestwood Cup. This is a big deal. And uh, history could take place here in multiple ways today. Multiple ways. Could have a back-to-back mm-hmm. FLW Cup winner. We could have a, uh, a guy coming up from the ranks win it. Mm-hmm. Um, we could have the lowest weights ever in a derby, maybe. But I don't think so that's going to happen. Yeah, that's it's probably going to take about 30 pounds. Yeah. But there's a no. I mean, Clint's been around. Fish for Montevallo State. He was a rookie of the year. Fish FLW for a number of years, went over the Elite Series, fished that for a couple of years, came back to FLW. So for a young guy, he's he's pretty established. Right. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's won over half a million dollars total between the two events. It's so. going to be a nail biter, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really is. So for a, uh, a a bass fishing freaks as ourselves, it sets up for a good weigh-in. And no yeah. one's dialed in. I no. mean, every day the leader. It's random, like, completely I random. Do, I do think though somebody's going to find a couple big ones today. They got a lot more room to stretch out. Yeah, you know, with only ten boats out but, there. But I mean, you have Alex yeah. Alex Davis who goes to bed one night dreaming of winning the Forestwood Cup, leading it. Yep. and he's not even fishing today. No. Right. Yeah. So I mean, you you look at how quick things it things was change. Crazy. One bite, and I'm sure he probably hooked the fish that that put it. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds like everybody is losing fish on top. Yeah, I know a lot of time. guys have Same had story followers. And, yep. And it'll yep. be the same story next year. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll but be back. But really, I mean, I, I can't believe how much effect it's had when, the, you know, these guys lose one fish and they drop 40 spots. You know. It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. And that's a, a tough derby. There's a lot of um, that negative attitude that we talked about going on. Yeah. But we won't get into that. Hey, uh, I'm Pat Renwick. Uh, this right here is Matt from the Bass Zone. Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. <laughs> We're going to put the power poles down and take a break, man. There's Sounds pl- good. I need some water. Yeah, there's plenty. You need to hydrate, sir. Yeah. <laughs> plenty more action. Don't go nowhere. We'll be back shortly. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace.